Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I can take them to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves. Right back in this game. Big expectations. They got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, it makes the people in the city excited and happy. You know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Plus. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I. ITEX.ca. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed.
A sort of homecoming to open up today's show. Welcome back, everybody. The Edmonton Oilers rolling into town after what ended up being a very disappointing final two games of a three-game road trip last night. Got in, I don't know, two-ish, two-thirty-ish uh, from St. Louis last night. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. By the way, what a voice. I mean, when he was in his prime, what a voice. The depth, the richest, richness of uh, Bono's voice. Well, now he's rich. But, uh, wow. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex, our title sponsor, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. On uh, today's show, we flipped a gentleman by the name of Craig Simpson and Mark Spector. Mark Spector will be on today's edition of Oilers Now for Horse Racing Alberta, the province of Alberta, built on the back of a horse and horse racing starting at Century Mile on April the 28th. We will tell you that Speck will be here from 12.30 until 1.30. And a guy going into a special spot in his field. Ken Lowe, and he spent some time uh, as both an Edmonton Eskimos therapist and an Edmonton Oilers therapist. Uh, we'll hook up with Ken and talk about some of his memories along the way. Obviously, a winner of multiple championships, uh, be it in the CFL, the NHL, and uh, in the Olympics as well. Here's how you can reach us on our River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. They've got Rick Springfield. Saturday, March 23rd, taking the stage at River Cree. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Brennan Escott, who uh, filled in on Friday and again on Monday, uh, puts the show together on a daily basis with me. He is available at Brendan Escott. Brendan, you're going you're to have a triple header next week, by the way, as we route or two weeks from now. Really? Not next week. Though. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can reach me at Oilers Now, uh, as well as Bob underscore Stoffer. Actually, you do the Oilers Now account. We should establish that. I have enough problems managing uh, one account. Jack Michaels jokes about the fact that it takes me about 18 minutes to compose a, uh, a 50-word tweet. Yeah. Uh, Again, Spectre sliding in here at 12.35. The Oilers coming off a game last night against St. Louis. And Ken Hitchcock's coming up. Uh, we'll hear from some comments from him as we head straight into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. For product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. We'll get straight to it. It was a long night in St. Louis last night for the Oilers. It's the last stand for the Oilers, who arrive at this game seven points out of a playoff spot, still a game in hand. Fortuso. Shot. Rich shot scored. A beauty. Jaden Schwartz. Sunquist able to funnel it in for Jane Schwartz, the man, the only goal ahead of Petrangelo. Breakaway. Backhander score. 2 nothing. Nurse comes charging onto the ice. Centering pass Bozak. Quick shot score. Anthony Stolers is coming on, Bob. Winners lost sight of the puck here, Jack. They lost sight of the puck, and then a quick shot. Maroon with the net front presence, and that one funneled through Koskinen. It's 3 0 St. Louis. And Cassian lands a left hand to start. Short with an uppercut, misses a couple of overhand lefts, and then Maroon fires back with a left hand. Cassian dishes left hook, and a chopping left as well. Big left hook. Maroon answers with a left hand. Ripping punches. A right hand from Maroon who switches up. Left jab falls short. So does a right hook. Cassian answers with the right, then eats a right. 
right, then throws a left hook. Extra attacker on. Sekra down the seam. Lucic, one-timer, Larson wide. Rebound. Oh, what a save by Bennington on Nugent Hopkins. I can't believe it. He jabbed his left skate into the near post and kept out a certain tap-in. After reviewing the play, it was determined that the puck fully crossed the goal line. Therefore, this is a goal. Cassian eventually reels it in. Sharp angle. He'll drag it behind the net. Backhand wrap around, and that's in. I thought that went in near side. Dishing off Braden Schitt. Snapped it in front and deflected off the left boot of David Perron. And at live speed, I think that will count. Oh, it's a goal. Stollers, it came back to him. Wrap around the room. He jammed it home. Rebound in front. Schwartz again. Scores. Patrick. Jaden Schwartz. 7-2. Power play goal. And here come the lids. So the Oilers uh, ultimately get routed in St. Louis. It wasn't close. Uh, this is it's remarkable. Uh, the two teams met three months ago, December the 18th. So that was early in the injury for Oscar Kleffbaum. And at that time, Edmonton was 11 points ahead of St. Louis. The Blues general manager, Doug Armstrong, was actually thinking at that stage of unloading some veteran players. And um, Blues came in Edmonton, and they beat the Oilers 4-1 that night. And... Now they're 13 points ahead of Edmonton, which is a difference of 12 more wins. Jordan Bennington's been a part of that. Ken Hitchcock saying last night, back into our Oilers Now audio vault, the Oilers were gassed. Not to take anything from away from St. Louis, they were outstanding. Uh, they played a real good team game, but we're running on fumes. We need to get home and see if we can get some rest and get playing. There's, we're banged up and there's not much left of us, and uh, we just need to regroup and get ready for the homestand. So it's a tough loss. The fifth goal, we spent a lot of energy coming back in the game. The fifth goal was the killer for us. We... Uh, you know, you can't, against a good team like that, you can't take a penalty 200 feet from your net. And uh, and then we couldn't get it killed. We couldn't get the face-off one. So uh, I applaud us for coming back in the game, coming back hard in the second period, mounting a big comeback. But uh, like I said, the fifth goal really hurt us a lot. Well, the comeback was sparked by Zach Cassian. The Oilers uh, had no energy or life going. Uh, Patrick Maroon, uh, it was an interesting sequence. I don't know how many of you saw it. Uh, first of all, Maroon belted Chris Russell twice. And the second time, you could tell some of the other players weren't too happy. Um, and then subsequent to that, Ryan O'Reilly and Zach Cassian had a nasty stick exchange. It was old school. Um, O'Reilly cut inside of Cassian, chopped him across the wrist, and Cassian two-handed him back, got him across the wrist. The ref didn't make a call, and then as they went back up the ice, Cassian gave him a cross-check in the ribs. So initially, I thought that Maroon had gone after Cassian, but clearly when you watch the video, it was Cassian looking to get something started. Maroon took the fight. Uh, I know that uh, Drew mentioned immediately on the broadcast that the two had gone out for dinner the night before. Um, um, So kudos to Patrick Maroon for taking the fight. Kudos for Zach Cassian. You know, of of all of uh, Peter Shirelli's moves... And God knows we've talked about them all on a show called Oilers Now, and we will continue for years to come. Perhaps his best trade was Ben Scrivens for Zach Cassian. Think about it. The Oilers got rid of a guy who wasn't good enough to be an NHL goaltender on a full-time basis, and they took a chance on Cassian, and 
he helped them win at least one, if not two, playoff games against San Jose. And over the last couple of months, I mean, is he a full-time top six forward? Probably not. But can he play in the top six on a short-term basis and give a team life and spark? Yes. He can skate, which is a big part of it today. And he's a little bit unpredictable. And that was a hell of a fight. And again, kudos for Maroon for taking the fight. I mean, and am I surprised two guys went out for dinner the night before, squared up and had a fight? No. It's awesome. And I think most of you that listen to a show called Oilers Now and love hockey, and especially those of you over the age of 40, think that's, what's the big deal? That that stuff used to happen all the time. Some of us have fought our friends before. Brendan, you ever fight one of your friends? Uh, not for a number of years, but absolutely. That's, okay. a, that's, a, that's a rite of passing for a man, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Craig McKay, the injury guy. John Sexsmith. That's all I'm going to say. Sometimes you got to drop him, you know. Sometimes you got to let him go. Uh, you ever watch uh, back? You know what? We might get Ken Lowe to comment on this when we bring him in to a uh, studio today. When uh, Kevin Lowe went to New York to join the Rangers, the Ranger players were in shock watching Kevin Lowe and Mark Messier do one-on-one compete drills at practice. Okay, that was in the '90s. They were in shock. Do you know how bad that would have had to have been back then for the guys on the radio? Like, holy, because Kevin Lowe was not going to back down stick-wise against Mark Messi, and they were just giving it to each other. So I thought it was awesome that that happened, and he did give the Oilers a bit of a spark. But at the end of the day, the Oilers were tired, and part of the reason why they're tired is they don't have enough depth, according to Ken Hitchcock. Their tenacity to defend and their speed to defend and their depth, they're able to play four lines. They got guys playing on their fourth line that were second line players a year ago. So they got they got great depth there. We're running in teams that have all kinds of depth and we're getting exposed right now. So we just need to go home and regroup. Uh, yeah, well, uh, you can't give away a couple players. And the Oilers basically, I mean... They were already going to be challenged depth-wise at forward at the start of the season, and they don't have Stroman Kajula. And at least Keith Gretzky was able to turn uh, Ryan Spooner, who clearly didn't have the stomach or the desire or the will uh, to, to play on a continuous basis, into a, a guy like Sam Gagne, who actually wants to be here and to play. Uh, and then Kajula, I mean, Brandon Manning's actually been scratched down on the minors. Did not understand that deal. Understood the concept, have to get bigger and stop the cycle. I thought Petrovich would have been enough. They went and made the second trade. It is what it is. All right, you can uh, text us at 630-630. So the Oilers don't have enough depth. We all know that. Okay? And it gets exposed when you're playing against a good team. Last night, the Blues had Jaden Schwartz and David Perron on the third line and Alex Steen on the fourth line. And the Edmonton Oilers don't want to rush guys like Tyler Benson up here to play. Because, of course, they've been accused of doing that in the past. Because I think Tyler Benson's probably a better player than some guys that are here right now that are options up from the farm. Um, Interesting. Hitchcock took some personal ownership for the Oilers' poor starts. That's on us. That's on the coaches. That's on our preparation uh, for the players. So that's something we've got to address. And it, it starts with me. I've got to get the team more ready at the start of games here. This is the last couple of games we haven't been ready for the level. So not sure why, but we'll f- fix that when we get home. 
Well, right now what's happening is the Oilers are a carcass that good teams are tearing into and ripping open the meat right from the get-go of the game. That's And they're hunting. They're hunting the Oilers' defense, which, you know, since Sakura has come back, the Oilers have now dropped, by the way, to 8-5-2 and two with a pair of losses. They've lost three of the last four. It hasn't been pretty. There's no BSing you here. Can't lose that game at home to New Jersey. That's inexcusable. Hard-fought game against Arizona. That was a. It's that's not one game. That's one and a quarter games. That game took a lot of out of, out of Edmonton. Then the Oilers get. I mean, just look at the shot count. The last two games, they had no juice. You've run uh, McDavid and Drysaddle twenty-two plus minutes all season long. Nugent Hopkins is over twenty. I I would assert to you that I think that Connor and Leon can probably handle that workload. I don't think Ryan can. Speaking of Nugent Hopkins, he says that the starts aren't good enough. We just need to be sharp coming out. I mean, it's, it's not every game that we're not sharp. It's just uh, we got to do it every night. And um, at this point, uh, I mean, most of the teams are playing are either in a playoff spot or still fighting. So um, they're going to be ready to go from the start, and we need to do the same. Adam Larson, who has had a very difficult season. The guy had two pretty good first. His first two years in Edmonton, plus-minus-wise, was a solid guy. I didn't even check after last night's game, but he's he's in the minus 20s. Uh, he was plus 36 his first two years in Edmonton. He says the Oilers struggled everywhere last night. I mean, if you have a loss like this, you're probably looking at pretty much every aspect of the game. Uh, but it's hard to build momentum if, if you have that many minutes in the box. Um, obviously, the starts is something where we have to fix moving forward if we want to be successful. Uh, the game kind of ran away from us uh, a little bit. It's four nothing league. It's, it's hard to get and get back to in this league. So it's um, PK could be better for sure. Uh, there's a lot of things we can do better. There's a guy who gets it. Doesn't talk about the power play because he's not on it, right? We had guys do that here. Guys that were supposed to be leaders would talk about you know the power play when they're not on the power play. Larson uh, is a uh, he's a solid guy. He's having a real difficult campaign. I feel for him. Um, but he's on the penalty kill, and the Oilers penalty kill is 30th. It ain't pretty. So Edmonton basically has to run the table, and I think we all know that the uh, at no point this year have they banged off five straight wins, let alone nine straight wins. So those of you that listen to the show... 93.7% of you are really smart. Um, probably know that uh, logic dictates that it's going to be, uh, you know, you can't tell the players that. The players have to go and continue to play and give her. But at the end of the day, it's going to be almost insurmountable to, to make up the difference. And the separation between a St. Louis team that was down and out but made a bunch of changes. By the way, I do want to point out one more thing. I took some heat yesterday because I mentioned that Geez, Jay Bomeister's playing 23 minutes a game here and playing pretty... Did anybody watch the job that Jay Bomeister and Colton Pareko did on McDavid and Dreisaitl last night? Because Ryan O'Reilly didn't get every assignment out against McDavid, just for the record. But Craig Berube got Bomeister and Pareko all game out against McDavid and Dreisaitl. Do you watch the game, Brendan? How do you think, how do you think those guys did? Did you see... It's the first time in two months that McDavid and Drysaddle didn't pick up a point. No. How do you think they did against them? 
Think they did pretty good against them? I would say that's safe to say. You you know, it's funny. The analytics guys can sit there and say, well, as, you know, Bowmeister's relative coursey is horse crap. I'm here to tell you right now, you talk to coaches in the league, you talk to people that work in the league, and they're like, that guy's still a really – now that he's got his hip issues straightened around, he's a good defenseman. Some of you interpret too much. Yes, he's an unrestricted free agent this year. Someone is probably going to give him a two-year contract because he can still skate. And the last time I checked, that's the biggest thing. People were writing Ron Hainsey off uh, four years ago, and he plays in the Maple Leafs' top four. People were – well, I can't take that one right now. Sorry, I didn't realize I had that up. Uh, people were writing off. Uh, uh, people were writing off. Who else? There was another veteran. Def- oh, Derek England. Derek England's playing on Vegas. That's a really good team. Trust me, Jay Bomeister can still play for another couple years in the NHL. Will it be in Edmonton? The Oilers have to change out their defense. They got a lot of young guys that got to transition here over the next couple years. I think we all agree on that. So logic dictates it probably won't be in Edmonton. But the guy can still play. And if you don't think he can play, you weren't watching the game last night because him and Pareko are an excellent shutdown pairing. And that allows Alex Petrangelo to take on even a more offensive role with Vince Dunn. Blues are good. They're real good. They're, they got a good defense. They're going to get Joel Edmondson back as well. They're going to be tough to beat come playoff time. We're going to take a quick timeout when we come back NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, 1227, let's get to NHL today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. All right, Bob, uh, four games in the NHL tonight. The Leafs visit Buffalo. A heavyweight bout in Washington as the Lightning roll into town. An all-Canadian matchup between Vancouver and Ottawa out on the West Coast, and Winnipeg is down in Anaheim. Islanders forward Valtteri Filpula will miss the next four days with an upper body injury he suffered against the Bruins last night. Jordan Eberle right now day-to-day also with an upper body injury. Lightning D-man Dan Girardi out indefinitely with a lower body injury. Uh, reports today suggesting the Red Wings and Jimmy Howard are getting real close to a one-year contract extension. He spent the last 13 years out in Detroit. Capitals forward Brett Connolly declined to, or is declining, I should say, to participate in the White House visit coming up on Monday to honor last year's Stanley Cup win. Connor McDavid voted by the NHLPA as the league's best forward, the most difficult to play against, and the player you would start a franchise with. He beat out Sidney Crosby oh, oh, for oh, oh, oh. all those. Yeah, I just wanted to. Did you Go see ahead. who they picked as best goaltender? No. Well, you know, we have this ongoing debate, Jack Michaels and myself, Carey Price or Marc-Andre Fleury. The players have spoken. Over 25% of the players picked Carey Price. Fleury had under 7%. Wow. Maybe, but, you know, Jack, he's never lost an argument, so he's just going <laughs> to... The players are wrong, Bob, I'm telling you. Just kidding, Jack. <laughs> All right, quickly here, Bob. Uh, Bakersfield Condor is off until Friday when they have a rematch on the road with the Ontario Reign. The Oil Kings start their playoff run on Saturday at home against the Medicine Hat Tigers. All right, 1229 off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.